0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Unlocking the Cage, the Nick Cage podcast where we dissect every film. Uh, This is just a reminder that we are no longer live streaming this show on Twitch on at Managers Comedy. We are just a straight up podcast that you can find Tuesdays, almost every Tuesday, whenever the hell we can get it out, uh, wherever you download your podcasts. Also, if you have any questions or comments or you want to chime in about any of these movies, you can email us at managerscomedy at gmail.com. Or follow us on Instagram at Managers Comedy, Twitter at Managers Comedy. Everything's Managers Comedy. Anyway, thank you very much for listening and enjoy the show. (laughs)
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Unlocking the Cage. We got a special treat for you today because we're doing two weeks in a row instead That's of taking right. a week off. Uh, I am your host, Meg. I'm here with Chris. That's Chris. me.
0: Hi. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? You,
1: I mean, you know.
0: I'm you know, real huh? tense these <laughs> days because uh, we're doing audio only and there's no live audience to like tell me if the mic's not on.
1: Yeah. Like Brendan's so, uh, not here to
0: say, hey, Chris, the mic's not on.
1: So, So, yeah, if you're listening to this and you can't hear anything, please send us a message. We'll get it uh, two weeks from now and then travel back in time to fix it. Yeah, that sounds like
0: a that would be fucking cool.
1: So if you're (laughs) listening to this for the first time, this is uh, Unlocking the Cage. We are a podcast devoted to watching and ranking every single one of Nicolas Cage's 100 plus movies. Um, We release new episodes every other Tuesday or so. Episodes. Episodes. Uh, We are audio only these days, but if you're curious, we have an extensive back catalog of video episodes that are on youtube.com slash managers comedy. Checking in with the cage count. We've got, I have seen 36 movies. Chris, you have seen 43 movies. So we are getting up there. Almost to halfway. (laughs) That's true. Actually, you're kind of close to halfway, but at the rate we're going, we're never going to catch up. Let's nah,
0: He's making them too fast.
1: Yeah, we're 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 doing like every other week on average. So yeah, so we're not we're not, today's episode is about the movie Pig. Uh, we are obviously not doing it alone. Let's bring out our guest, improviser, friend, and another return guest, Will Gianetta.
2: Hello, thank you so much for having me.
1: Hey, Will. Will also did all the sounds for this show. <laughs> Will
0: I Gianetta, did. the guest of the most listened to episode. Of this show.
2: Does that record hold?
0: Still holding. Still holding after all these years. Yeah.
2: Wow. And that was National Treasure, a Nick Cage movie, which is anything but that.
0: Yeah. Right. Very true. Very low ranked on our, our, but I regret it. I regret it to rank it that low in retrospect, because now it's like among some real trash. Like we just hadn't seen the real trash at that point. You know what I mean? But I
1: do remember during that episode, we hated it. That was kind of the vibe was how much we hated
2: it. It felt bad, like it felt bad. Like any thread you followed into like, oh wait, what does this mean about Nick's character? You like hate it, like it's reprehensible. (laughs) Uh, He's not a good man in that movie and the movie isn't great.
0: Yeah, and the way like he would talk to uh, the female character in the movie
2: the oh, expert on historical documents who so he would barge into her office and be like i think i know a thing or two about how they wrote the declaration it's like no you don't you you claim to fame is that you're an asshole in a librarian i'm sorry this is not about this is not about national treasure
0: <laughs> you know what let's abandon pig and just do this one again <laughs> <laughs>
1: you guys want like, to like take a break and watch national treasure 2 and then just do the podcast on that yeah let's do that all right
0: all right we'll be right back just kidding not having. any God. just
1: kidding I'm just kidding uh, uh, but so, yeah, we're here to talk about the movie Pig. Uh, this is a recent movie, 2021. We saw it in theaters. If you can believe that, Will was here visiting and it was our last day. And we are like, let's go see Pig. We saw so it together
0: in theaters. We sure did. Which is crazy because Will lives in Boston, in case you guys didn't know that.
2: I flew out to see Pig, you is truly what happened.
0: And we were going to record the episode right after, but I think we we're just all burned out from a week of intense L.A fun
2: yeah a hangover that never waned is how i'll describe the last four days of my time in los angeles but a wonderful time it was
1: yeah except for the time i got punched in the head
2: yeah that did happen is that do you want to do you want to break that down oh i
1: don't care i yeah i I watch out I i got punched in the head by i mean probably anyone listening to this show is our friend and already knows this story but i got punched in the head walking down hollywood boulevard by a stranger and that's that's what happened. I was and, fine. Oh, I, I she
2: believe was... screamed at you. Give me back my keys. You F and B. Uh, I don't think you had <laughs> you their keys. If...
0: She said you F and B.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm censoring would... for the children that listen.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine if that's what she said? That would be so funny.
0: <laughs> I that would been... be more terrifying.
1: <laughs> Come here, you F and B. <laughs> um but we did have we had a great trip we went to the beach we went to some bars we partied a lot it was great and
2: culminated in pig i think the crown the crown jewel that was the last thing we went out and did together i think that is true yeah went to go see pig and differing opinions walking out of the theater i think and not to you know preload the conversation but uh no No, and preload away we'll load it up Let's well, see. I think the, the two of you were quite dismayed. Is that well, correct?
1: Well, yes. So I think there was so much hype for this movie. And I, I mean, there is a lot of hype for this movie. Do you guys know that this is the highest rated Nicolas Cage movie on Rotten Tomatoes?
0: Now that's blowing my mind.
1: Higher I than Moonstruck.
0: It. Oh my God.
1: Although I guess Rotten Tomatoes, uh, Moonstruck is old enough that maybe the Rotten Tomatoes thing is a little bit meaningless. So who knows?
2: Yeah, I don't know the status of that anymore or like what it incorporates. I feel like there was a kerfuffle where people were like, it's not pure anymore. Mm. Is that off base? Because they they go off of like internet reviews Mm. and stuff. I don't know. I'm talking out of school here. I'm, well, I mean, I'm I mean, you, you know, who is
1: it. who is a legitimate movie reviewer now? You can't just be like, oh, it's people who have the movie reviews in the papers because papers aren't really a thing. It could be. Anybody. I think that
2: was the issue. I think I'm thinking about when the Ghostbusters reboot came out and people were like, "What? Every asshole with a blog gets to be like one of the, you know, Critics Choice things on there?" But I don't know if that's how it works. I'm completely talking out of my a.
0: We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll never truly know what the best movies are until we give over all critics' ability, all all the, you know, to AI, and then we'll be able to know. A computer. <laughs> or
1: when we finish doing our ranking.
0: This is true. By then, then we'll an AI will be invented who, who already done a better job at this than us. I mean, but legitimately your ranking will be
2: one of the maybe only valid pieces of like data on the ranking of nick cage movies from some of the most qualified people in that you've actually watched every single one of them when you're done
0: so they'll how take, many
2: people can say that
0: there's like I four guess... other podcasts exactly dedicated to the same purpose <laughs> so i think one of the four or maybe just feed all four of these into the ai yeah and then that ai it, has a podcast
1: did you know that there's actually another podcast called unlocking the cage now
0: is it, it about didn't... Nick Cage? No, wait, no, wait, but... Will. I want you to guess what you think the other podcast with mm. the title "Unlocking the Cage" is about. Uh, BDF,
2: like behind the scenes BDSM. What's it really like to be a dominatrix? Unlocking the cage. Good guess, but I think okay, you'll I'm... get it. I think you'll get it. Is it aviary stuff? Is it like the craziest birds and what are they saying? Unlocking the cage. Tweet tweet. There'll be like a little. That's our two D two. That's the wrong sound. <laughs>
0: No, it's not <laughs> aviary stuff.
2: Um, unlocking the cage. Uh, zookeepers. <laughs> well, oh, is it? A, is it a tiger
0: king thing?
1: No. <laughs> I will say it's already more popular than we are.
0: I mean, it, it had I a can... following before, though, that's unrelated to that actual. I'll podcast. just
1: let's just tell him it's a it's an MMA podcast.
0: Oh, that cage. They fight in yep. a
1: cage.
2: It's yeah. about
1: combat sports, and I will say we came first.
0: They stole our uh, name. They wrote in our coattails to fame.
2: Mail it to yourself. Mail the podcast to yourself, and then you—you know—then it's legal.
1: They started in July of this year. Oh, so, um, but you know listen, what? Listen, you MMA agree.
0: fighter pussies. I was gonna say <laughs> you took the our one name. podcast you don't want to
2: pick a fight with is <laughs> this one, maybe. <laughs> but I don't know. You took that. You took that right hook to the head with uh, That's yeah, stride, Meg, Meg. So
0: we're we're already talking about MMA on our podcast. Unlocking the cage. <laughs> yeah. Why go anywhere else? You already have it right here.
1: Yeah, I didn't mention before, but that was actually in the context of an MMA fight. Yeah, like I I know we kind of elided over that key detail.
0: (laughs) I
2: do want to apologize for the commentary at the moment because I was very excitedly doing a. Oh, my God. And she's knocked her in the head. And everyone was like trying to help and stuff. And I was kind of (laughs) doing a Joe Rogan thing on the sidelines there.
0: And then that dude with a megaphone came and fucking tackled the ref. And then they didn't see the pin. And then the chairs came out. And oh, boy, that bus stop was a fucking bloodbath.
2: Are you doing wrestling stuff?
0: Wrestling? I'm that crossing it over with wrestling stuff now. Oh, never mind. Then Bobby the Brain Heenan showed up. You know we haven't <laughs> talked at all about Pig yet.
1: <laughs> Pig, yes. All right. So uh, we saw this movie in theaters. Uh, we had mixed uh, feelings on it. I mean, but but I think we can all agree that it was very hyped, right?
2: Yes, I think it... you cannot talk about this movie without uh, first considering the expectation you have going in, knowing both things about Nick Cage and what people were saying about. The premise
1: yes and uh so it's an interesting story i mean how this movie was made i don't know a lot of details but it was directed by a first-time director i couldn't find any info about the budget online but i do know that they had no budget to do any research any reshoots at all so they had 20 oh. days to do it and that was it um they also had no budget to train a pig so this is just a random pig
0: yeah. And oh, oh!
2: I thought you were going to say, therefore, it's a digital pig. Yeah. Not, the pig is untrained. The pig <laughs> the pig was unpredictable on set.
1: Yes. It bit Nicolas Cage a few times.
0: I think he wow. must have been involved a lot in this movie because there was an interview with him where he talked about the untrained pig. And like he said, he went to the farm with the guy to find the pig and he really liked it. And then like in the shots, he would just be holding like. Uh, like some kind of food or like a mushroom behind the camera like turnips or and shit. Yeah. Like to make it do stuff. So I don't know. Maybe he had a, a bigger hand in this film. than. than the, the uh, th-
2: well, use uh, his production cards on it, right? Saturn or, oh, yeah. or whatever his, his company is. So.
1: But I, I do feel like that that's on most films that he makes. So that may, may or may, okay. I don't know who knows how much that may, meaning, but gotcha. I think this is an interesting kind of parallel to last week's movie, which is Willie's Wonderland, um, which is also written I don't believe it was directed but written by a first time screenwriter or like some you know someone who wasn't super established like a younger guy and then I think Nick Cage just like found out about the script and was like this is great I'm gonna get involved in it and I think both movies were ultimately like very successful because of that like you know I don't I didn't hate Pig at all I just didn't think it lived up to the hype quite as much but I think it's kind of fun that he's doing these like you know Like, can you imagine like our you know, our our random screenwriter friends are just writing the movie and then Nick Cage somehow gets involved? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think like say what you will about the man, he is willing to make projects that are much different. That like he didn't sign on to be like some C tier superhero in the Marvel verse and like ride that out. He's like, I want to be the Oh, he did do the skeleton motorcycle guy, didn't he? That's one of them. That is, I
1: think, literally a C tier. Super yeah, favorite. that's exactly.
2: But like, I guess just because it went away, I didn't register it. Like he, they're not dragging him out for every other movie. Yeah. Uh, but he's been, he's does weird stuff. He does. Oh, I fight a bunch of like uh, Chuck E. Cheese monsters. Great. Oh, I have a pig friend. Like he's picking interesting. He's picking, he's not saying no to stuff. And it means that like interesting stuff gets made and gets Nick Cage attached to it. So it gets attention. Like, I like that.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and that's not even, you didn't even mention two of the other movies that are coming out, which is the super meta one where he plays himself. I don't the, know about this. Oh, it's called um, the unbearable way to mess the talent. He plays himself, and <laughs> it's Pedro Pedro Pascal as a drug lord who lures him to his, uh, you know, mansion, and uh, for, like forces him to reenact different parts of different movies that he's been in.
2: That sounds great. It's, I know that's
1: going to be awesome. I'm really excited about that. It was supposed to be released in March of this year, but it got pushed back a year. Was very bumped, mm. and then also. Uh, and this is maybe a good transition for something we talked about doing. Have you seen the trailer for *Prisoners of the Ghostland*? No. Okay, um, we should watch that. We're gonna, let's do it at the end of the podcast. We're gonna like. All right, we're gonna come we're back gonna to this. We're gonna watch the trailer okay. for *Prisoners, Prisoners of, of the, the Ghostland. Ghostland*,
0: which looks amazing, and then uh, we're gonna talk about the trailer after we watch it. But that we'll yes. save that for the end.
1: Yeah, let's get let's get this pig stuff out of the way. Right. I think
0: I think we'll since you're the most intelligent of us. <laughs> why don't you give us just a brief synopsis of the film as in terms of okay like plot
2: so we're we're like past spoilers or do you want me to like yeah yeah go for it give me yeah. turns okay yeah. so so turn this off if you if you want to see pig it's good i think you should go see it first anyways
1: yeah i would also my... agree i would also agree i do think it's worth seeing i, I would also yeah,
0: agree that you should just turn this podcast off <laughs> Discuss. well now that
2: you've watched pig welcome back uh here's the story of pig we we open meeting nick cage as a weird woods hermit he has a little wood shack uh, and he has a pig and we see a couple shots he's he's fond of the pig right he loves this pig and they go hunting for truffles in the woods pigs allegedly they smell truffles out or i don't know how it works but you, go, you use the pig to get the truffles truffles are very expensive so he sells them to these trendy like seattle is it seattle
1: portland uh, portland.
2: Oh, portland sorry seattle i'm so sorry i did that um uh, portland like tours, come and they pay him top dollar but it seems that most of what he gets is in trade he's not in it for the money they like bring him crap for his shack one of the things they bring him is this cassette tape and it's got like a woman's name on it and he like puts it in and he starts listening to it but he can't listen to it it's too hard for him this memory to bear this is our backdrop of cage uh someone steals the pig In the night, two vandals come uh, and there's a lot of squealing and there's a a rustling and he gets hit in the head and he's not able to defend him. They take the pig. So then the movie takes the form of him using the guy he sells the truffle to, the young restaurateur man. Amir. uh, Amir, thank you. And uh, from Hereditary, he was the son, the older brother in Hereditary. Uh, He was very good in that too. Uh, He sort of follows him in, in on this quest to find the pig. We find out that Nick Cage used to be a fancy Portland restaurateur himself. He carries a lot of street cred. In the restaurant scene, and because this truffle pig is so so specialized for its task, he believes he can find it by uh, you know by navigating the restaurant scene that he knows so well. He's like someone in the restaurant scene took my pig. We're gonna go find it. Uh, so he has uh, Amir is helping him do this. We find out that like Amir's dad is an asshole, and uh, he's also like a restaurant guy. And ultimately, Amir's dad is the one who took the pig. Uh, there's sort of a confrontation scene whereby Nick Cage uses his culinary ability rather than force. Uh, he cooks him a meal that reminds him of the better. It's the same meal Nick Cage cooked for him years ago, him and his now dead wife, Amira's mother. He
1: pulls a ratatouille.
2: He pulls a ratatouille and we we, zo- we, whip, we zoom in on his face and he goes, oh my God, like the, the food, I have the memory now. My dead wife, oh, what have I done? Uh, and it kind of breaks him. And then uh, Nick's like, where's the pig? And he's like, uh, the pig got killed. <laughs> uh, when the the junkies that I hired to steal the pig didn't know how to take care of a pig, so they accidentally killed it. And uh, your pig's dead. And then Nick goes home to his shack, and he's crying, and he's broken up, and he puts that little cassette tape back in, and his dead wife sings, "Hey little girl, is your daddy home?" Never you home. But it's like a it's like a acoustic indie folk version. So she's like, "Hey little girl, is your daddy home? And he like cries, and now he can listen to the tape. <laughs> Is that a? Did I leave anything major? I kind of glossed all over right. the details of. The uh, movie. Two we'll, we'll, major we'll
0: points. It. Two major points. I think you missed. <laughs> I guess we could get into the details.
1: Yeah, well, let's let's talk about it by like like category. All right. So, like, what did you guys think about Nicholas Cage's character in general? Like how he played it. Sort of the arc of the character.
0: Well, I think the writing of his character. Uh, there was a couple things where I thought they kind of buried a little too much and it wasn't super obvious to the audience, was he has a photographic memory. And I think mm. that's his burden. That's like why he moved to the woods, because he just can't stand uh, reliving. I, I think I don't know if like I, I remember rehearing something about people with a condition where their memory is so good that every memory they have is like it just happened. So like the biggest pain they had in their life. It's like, oh, it just happened to them. Like they're just reliving it every day because they have such good memories. And he has this amazing memory because remember he, he's in his shack. He gets attacked. Somebody hits him on the head. It's pitch black outside. Yeah, he remembers exactly the truck. He remembers exactly. He, he who comments the on the were. color.
2: So someone's like, "It was a blue truck." He's like, "It was a turquoise tw- truck." Like he's like very particular about like specific memory things. And yeah,
0: he knew right away exactly who took his pig because he saw them once at some truffle event, and he knew exactly. He remembered mm. their truck. You know, so I think that kind of got buried a little bit. Like it was a little too subtle. And he
1: also, uh, at some point, he said, I remember every meal I ever cooked and everyone I ever served.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and I think they just didn't draw the, I mean, you can infer all this stuff, but they didn't draw the nice, complete line that, like, this is why he's out in the woods. This is because he can't, he doesn't want to accumulate any more of these memories. So he's going to this place that doesn't change, where every day is kind of the same. And he's reliving the same kind of little pattern over and over again, because it's like, maybe it's more therapeutic for him. I, I think
2: they, like, pr- may have deliberately not labeled it. Like, I mean, they kind of, he literally says, like, I remember every meal I've ever cooked for everyone uh i think you're right i think they they definitely wanted that to be there because they did say it kind of explicitly but i think they didn't want to be like he has a medical condition and that's why he suffers so bad i think it's more about like the avoidance of grief and like yeah it is a present thing and he has to go out of his way to like i can't listen to this i have to live in the woods i can't be around people because it all takes me back to like this specific stuff but i agree with you it's like a thing that they probably toyed with and were like oh does he, he has like you know he's also plagued by extreme memory or vivid memory
0: I guess yeah. it could get cheesy real quick if because it is a detective kind of movie, and if he's like he's a detective with a steel trap memory, then it becomes yeah. like it's all more of like, a revenge tricks.
1: movie than a detective movie. I guess because I feel like he knows who it is; he just has to get there. Yeah, he, I think it te- I
2: teases you with their revenge because he doesn't ever exact revenge really.
1: Right? Yeah, I think that that's. I feel like that's what it's set up to be. And yeah, and, you know, knowing Nick Cage movies, you're like, oh yeah, revenge movie. John wick with a pig
2: right mandy with a pig
0: everyone was set up for that too Everyone was like oh yeah he's gonna kill a bunch of people because his pig died and well
2: like- so let's let's talk about that because like we mentioned the john wick thing is what people were saying was it's john wick with a pig it's john wick with a pig and right. it's not uh like it shares in its base reality a pet is stolen from him uh and i guess the movie i think deliberately so it teases you with violence continuously like in that scene where he does get beat up when he wakes up in the morning you see him take this big like kukri looking like knife and he like stabs it in the table and you're like now it's on now he's gonna it's gonna get blood and then it never does and there's other moments where like when he says to the kid like i need you to go get these items for me trust me like he's like i can't get any of this stuff and he's like just drop my name and then it's like it's like a special type of pepper and like a wine (laughs) of a specific vintage like it keeps it keeps saying like Even he goes to a fight club. We got to discuss the fight
1: club Yeah, the underground cook fight club. Underground cook fight club, yeah.
2: He goes there and you expect it to be like, now he's going to throw down and beat the shit because he's going to get... And he just takes a bunch of punches. Like, it's still not him exacting violence. It's like...
0: Well, should we get into this scene? Or should we... The fight club scene? Yeah, like, so he... Not only do they just... All right, so he walks into a fancy hotel with Amir, who has no idea where they're going, and starts just like... Goes into the basement and just starts like ripping a, a, a you know a shelf down, and then behind it he's like, "Yeah, there used to be an old hotel. The basement's still intact. That's where is it, Craig? I think it's called the Portland Edgar? Hotel. Yeah, the Portland Hotel. Edgar. That's where Edgar has his realm or some bullshit like that. <laughs> and then they go down there, and there's he's like fights for restaurant workers run by this kind of underground kingpin.
1: Also, how did all these other people get into there? Did they also like? tear down that wall and then put it back up again like, or do they have another entrance and why didn't he just use the other entrance
2: (laughs) i guess he. i'm gonna guess there's multiple entrances because it seems to like a hotel would have multiple i don't know how the hotel got underground i don't know why did he
1: have to go the long all right
0: whatever maybe that was the one he knew yeah yeah.
2: that was his way in and also everyone has their own special entrance
0: the way they introduced edgar was kind of like hinting at this bizarre uh mafia like underground like like all the different like kind of uh, procedures and uh culture right like he he goes to this um street food fair and mm. then he goes into this kind of really seedy looking like like building you don't know where he is and he hands edgar a, a like a plate of food and then right. tries to talk to him
1: no explanation as no to explanation why no explanation
0: as to why and he's like your name means nothing now and like I thought so much more was going to come of that. Like it was going to be like this whole like, oh, it's like, you know, in John Wick, there's like, you know, the coins and the fucking, you know, maybe they're exchanging street food and that's the currency of the culinary world. I don't fucking know.
1: (laughs) And it's also like it becomes clear later on that his name does still mean something like there's a few situations where he writes his name places and people are like, oh, my God.
2: Yes. Simply by dropping the name. Amir can go get the stuff like no one asks another question once his name is in play.
0: It's just wild. but i think
2: i i think it's i think it's deliberate i i mean th- this is to be debated only the the writers and directors will know i think but like i think they keep i think they're trying to make a point about like movies where a bad thing happens to you and then you go kill everybody and it's like it keeps teasing you with like here comes the violence here comes the secret underground twisted fight club world of portland restaurant scene and like everything is that and they just kind of go like no, it's not that like it's some weird, it's some weird I, thing. But the important thing is he found out where the pig might be.
1: And I want to clarify that. I, cause I don't think I've said this explicitly. The reason I didn't like this movie was not because it wasn't John Wick with a pig. Like it wasn't, it, I, I knew enough going into it that it wasn't going to be as violent as it looked. I knew that it wasn't going to be like a really crazy revenge movie in the same way. I think even with that, I just didn't like the movie as a, you know, more heartfelt mm-hmm. drama.
2: I think we have to ask the question, maybe, and maybe this is just part of the show. I don't remember if this is a thing you discuss, but like, what if you replaced Cage with not Cage? What if it was Ooh. Russell Crowe? Like, would you? How would you feel about it if you didn't have the baggage that like Cage brings?
1: Oh, I like that question. We should use that as a as a question going forward. And I mean, I'm if sure it, it depends was on Russell Crowe, I'd be like,
2: well, <laughs> <laughs> well. bad example, maybe. Like, I don't know, an a uh, John Lithgow who's like a, it, it, I don't know. Cause i think part of it too is he was like an action guy like cage is right. uh you know con air and shit so like what's the, the you expect it to be an action movie you expect him yeah. to do these things so it has to be someone in that vein i guess like Bruce travolta. Willis, travolta. travolta yeah
0: no like uh like uh a, what's his name you could replace it with uh like I'm, I'm i'm trying to think of like who the guy from uh the guy from uh westworld Hmm. Uh, anthony hopkins oh hopkins no no not uh, anthony hopkins the guy who plays um oh my brain is fried
1: the guy who lives in the basement has the accent scottish guy no
0: (laughs) (laughs) i can't arthur arthur you could replace with the guy oh yeah he would be amazing in this movie
1: jeffrey wright this this could absolutely big ass beard
0: jeffrey wright living out in the woods i and he'd be like you took my pig but you would kind of he could kind of mm. be a little menacing but he's not an action star so yeah it might you might even get the same effect like that you think violence is gonna happen but it doesn't happen
2: yeah so I guess my, my question from that is like do you think you would have liked it more if it was just some other person and you didn't have any cage attachment to it
1: no no I don't think so. I think I liked it more because it was a cage movie. I think, so my, one of my issues was the characters were all fairly unlikable. Um, I think Nicolas Cage's character was a jerk to everybody for no good reason.
0: Mm. Uh, I
1: think Amir, the kid, was a jerk to everyone for some reason, at least. Uh, He was a little bit more likable. I also took issue, and I know this is minor, but like, why, why is the character choice that Nicolas Cage is going to get beat up um, and then just never clean his wounds or like <laughs> like wipe the blood off of his face for the entire movie and like never change like why why does he have to be like disgusting and covered in filth like what is that is this like a Jackie Kennedy like being like I won't change my suit I want uh, right. suit. I want I, them to see what they did I
2: want Dallas to see what they did <laughs> uh, i so I'm, i might i'm probably reading too much into it but I wonder if these aren't all choices about some greater point about grief or depression or whatever. That's like you don't clean yourself up. You don't care how mm. you look like because I, I think they don't really make a ton of it or you don't get you don't get enough information to really put it together. But the situation with the tape and it, who I think is his wife. I don't they must think yeah, I think, it at I, some think point. It's, I think Robin they, they
1: make no Robin is him.
2: Oh, right. His He's, name yeah. is Robin.
1: Ly- Layla Layla it's not, a L name. Yeah. It's Laurie.
0: Laurie. Laurie. Laurie.
2: Yeah. I I suspect that they are making the, some point or statement or story about uh, not being able to confront grief. I think that's like the motif because that's the only change in him really. Is at the end he can listen to the tape, and at the start he couldn't listen to the tape. And that's at like, the
0: end he washes his face in the stream.
2: Does <laughs> he? I don't. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, but he, that would make sense.
0: That's what he finally sense. does. He goes to the stream and washes his face. And at the beginning of the movie, he washes his face in the stream.
2: Wow. <laughs> so yeah. So I make I make some. Uh, I don't know. I'm prone to think they're th- they're talking about like grief and self neglect and depression and stuff. So like him not being clean or not de- taking care of himself. I could I, be in line with that. I could be fabricating this. You know, I think you're
0: class. onto something, Will. I honestly, yeah. In the time since I watched this, I have kind of come around on it a lot. And, and the, when it sat with me, I, there are still sa- some aspects I didn't like, but some things I'm like, okay, I could kinda, like. It could even be going back to the memory thing uh this isn't like a negation of what you're saying but it's kind of like also everything that's happening to him is with him like he's never never letting go of anything like he just it looks like a ball of dirt that is just accumulating more and more shit right. through the entire movie. oh he's
1: like a human katamari ball
0: yeah yeah
2: yeah he's uh, like rolling through the mud with the pigs in the woods and then he picks up like the city stuff and yeah
0: <laughs> gets all the you know and that's, that would be a great twist for this film if he just started rolling and picking up buildings <laughs> and then, like, they got new planets. planets. Oh, man. Yeah. Now that would have If I been... can't have
2: my pig, then I'll have everything else. He just keeps amassing. He's <laughs> like, give
0: me a sandwich with everything on it. Everything. And then... Pff, that's a joke I stole off the internet that I saw the other day. Anyway.
1: <laughs> where,
0: were, where were we in our... Yeah, so let's let's
1: veer over. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Amir, his mom and his dad. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually I did find their the relationship. I don't know why, but I found the relationships there to like resonate a little bit more with me. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically his deal is his dad is kind of a jerk. He's like the head truffle dude in Portland and Amir wants to start on his own. So he's got this one client, you know, who's Nicolas Cage's character uh but like he and his dad aren't really on good terms um his mom uh i sounds like uh it was unclear she like she either tried had to his,
0: she tried to kill herself
1: yeah because at the beginning he says that she succeeded in killing herself but it turns out mm-hmm. she's just like in a coma yeah um
2: and they don't ever show you her they, right. the movie doesn't even like he can't look at her i think he's like in the door and they like close it and then it cuts like again a, aversion to grief i think right. they're doing it i think they're doing a thing
1: so he's got like this whole the grief of, about his mom, and he's got this like really desperately wanting to impress his dad. And then the dad is like emotionally closed off because he hasn't processed the grief of, you know, his wife being basically gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talks about you know this is the happy the happiest memory they had uh, was this meal that Nicholas Cage's character cooked for them a long time ago.
2: Yeah. Um, and the dad has a thing with the son where he's like you're not ready to work in my business yet, right? Like he's very like uh disapproving and uh, yeah, yeah. the making of the meal is a is a turnabout of that, I think, cuz Cage kind of teaches him how to cook them. I don't it's kind of unclear. Like he says I made you dinner, right?
0: Yeah, we, said, we dad, made we made like, you dinner. Okay. And I just want
1: to point out that at at this point Nick Cage has gone into his house, gotten kicked out of Daria's house. <laughs> yeah. And then his son takes him back in and they cook an entire meal in this guy's kitchen, despite the fact that he's been told to never like the guy doesn't even he's got such a big mansion. He doesn't even notice that like this person is cooking a meal in his kitchen. That's another maybe moment. That's, maybe
2: that's a point, too. Maybe he didn't even notice when the mom made meals in the kit or whoever cooked. You know what I mean? Like when maybe he, made, he doesn't uh, give a shit what goes on in his own house, especially the kitchen.
0: Didn't notice when the mom made a little something else somewhere else in the house, I guess, if you know what I mean. Oof. <laughs> I don't know if I do. A little, uh, a little toast a took little, a shit in the house. No, a little toast in the bathroom, and if you know what I mean. Oh, um, oh. Well, we don't know how she did whoa, it.
1: Whoa, that's that is darker than I no, thought. I, I thought you meant like a like a like a dog missing his pee pad or something. Yeah, I thought
2: you meant she took a shit in the hallway or something. <laughs> I
0: I thought what you just said was another example of what you were talking about, where they were like, oh, they're threatening with violence all the time. Remember when he was like, you know, you don't know, you're in my world now you don't know Mm -hmm. you know what i do like it's like the mushroom very mafia yeah Yeah. and there was all that like coming out like being like oh i'm gonna kill you and then yeah i just let him into the house didn't even notice they're making fucking dinner. like (laughs)
1: right (laughs) yeah Uh, i mean did you guys did that that plot resonate with you at all or like did you find the more nick cage stuff more appealing or
2: i liked the family stuff um it's you know it's it's kind of a little you know oh father and son and father doesn't approve of son like i and there are those moments where he's the big bad mob boss guy so there were, i think with all the characters what you point that was right about cage like he's not likable um, a lot of the characters aren't particularly likable um you do feel for them i think we see them all kind of in pain in some capacity like when you we see Amir with his mother and it's like oh man kid can't even go in like but oh, he's a prick for the rest of the movie <laughs> or like the whole first half when we meet him with his nice car and he's literally listening to tapes about um, like how to appreciate classical music. There's like this other sub theme going on about like the pretension, I think, in the movie with like the fine dining where they bring out the little like smoke globe. Yeah. But, but overall, yeah, I've like, I think I liked those those two characters, the father here, and son. Here,
1: here's a parallel. Uh, well, you may not have seen this movie, but uh, uh, Red Mist and Kick-Ass I've seen another, kick ass. Oh, you have seen Kick-Ass. Another, another, uh son desperate to appease his oh. mob boss father, mm. who goes into the same business, sort of, to to try to.
0: And then Nick Cage comes along of... and teaches him a lesson in a different way. Yep. But so, <laughs> I I think, uh, oh, I, I was no, going go I to say like so. There's a couple of big themes here that I'm like this is not a complete thought. What I'm going to say, but I think it's like. What Will's been saying, is, and, like, and what you're saying, man, you're kind of like coming together. It's like, okay, uh, grief, aversion, avo- aversion to feeling, Avoision to grief, avoidance, <laughs> aversion. When you avoid grief, uh, in like anger, uh, male anger, like like some a, a, a guy being putting up this like it's this exterior that this facade that nothing's wrong, everything's great. The kid with all his fake stuff, his his house, his car. Uh, the music he listens to. None of it's real. That's not what he really loves. And Cage even says like, you know, the the, the guy who, who cooks at that restaurant putting up this kind of... Yeah, cause he,
2: sharp teeth man.
0: He couldn't really kind of like, you know, just, just just be the person he wanted to be. I don't know if it all has to do with the grief, uh, avoiding grief or whatever it is, but the only time you see somebody who seems to be doing what they want to do, aside from Nick Cage to a certain extent, is the woman who says, I am a baker, so I made this a bakery. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: Speaking of that woman who is the only female character in mm-hmm. this movie who is not dead or in a coma.
0: Except for the woman who gives her the wine.
1: Oh, I don't
2: oh. remember seeing that character.
0: <laughs> she she, yeah, he, she she lives in a mausoleum and she keeps wine there. And her oh, name that's is right. Natasha or Vicky. I forget. It's like a, a, a int- Jasmine. Yeah, but she doesn't have a any.
1: woman who literally just hands him an object. And then. Yeah. He yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I do think that the that character is almost like thrown in a, the, the female baker is a little bit like, I, I kind of get the vibe that's like, hey, you wrote the script, but like the only two women in it are like dead or dying and are used to motivate the male characters. Uh, like maybe you should have a woman who has some sort of like life left in her and agency. And it just feels a little bit tacked on.
2: I don't know. <laughs> I I agree. I did like the scene. I like. I think yeah, it's, it's like one shot. Like bad. the camera doesn't yeah. move. Yeah. It's like one really long. Them just talking to each other, and I think she runs the place that either he used to run or his yeah, wife his used restaurant. to
1: run. Yeah.
2: Um. Oh right. So it was a restaurant. She turned it into a bakery.
1: That's my. That's how I read it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I really liked. I enjoyed the scene. But you're right. It does. I don't think it's connected to anything else. That he didn't really spend any time with the other. Uh, components he had to go get. Yeah, I guess and it was a little unclear to me whether
1: it was his daughter or not. I don't think it was, but when I was watching it, I was like, "Man, he's such an asshole to his daughter." And then I
2: I figured he he was like estranged, like over the death or whatever. Like he was a dick, and then like, but I had the same thought. I was like, "Wait, is this his daughter? They're sure hugging a long time." Yeah, but she could have just been a sous chef or something, and that would be like.
0: I think it was probably more of a sous chef situation. I imagine, or is that completely withdrawn that he's treating his daughter like an employee? But I don't know.
1: And what is a salted baguette, guys?
0: A baguette with salt on it?
2: I, I guess know. a baguette with salt. Or if you get hit with one, right? Oh,
1: hey-oh. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, I've never I've never heard of that deal. variety
2: of baguette, but I'm sure. Some of the food stuff, I have a bit of a culinary background. I worked in, like, kitchens around Boston for several years, and there was some of the food stuff where I was like, you're not being very specific there when you talk about that. I, I didn't really catch anything that I can call out, but... It seemed a little lazy in the, like, accuracy department a little bit. I, I,
0: really, yeah. yeah, I like the moments when they had the act breaks where they would have a, a dish being prepared. I really wanted more of that. I just wanted to see more food preparation in this film. That's all. <laughs> that you was know. a nice scene. Yeah.
1: you We like we like Nick Cage movies that overlap with, like, the YouTube videos we watch before bed to, like, mm-hmm. get relaxed. Like, uh, Willie's Wonderland was a lot of cleaning montages. Hmm.
0: Yes. When he made that that rustic uh, mushroom tart in the beginning, I'm like, "Oh, are we just gonna see a bunch of food preparation in this film?" Fuck yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. And like, I I do watch some of those. Also, some of the just like nature shots at the start when he's just yeah. walking around with the pig oh, are very like atmospheric, good sound design. Like, really, really feels like you're just sitting in a little meadow yeah.
1: somewhere
0: watching a pig run around. Those were very nice and calming. I did I did appreciate those.
1: I got yeah, say- I got the titles Go by the way. It's a wild mushroom tart mom's french toast and deconstructed scallops a bird a bottle and a salted baguette
2: i like that i like doing the little menu thing as a as a it was like chaptered like the movie puts a title up and says you know chapter one this or part one
1: yeah you thinking about mandy chris is that why your head just no what's mandy's also got chapters there's a type of meal
0: that a chef will prepare that has different courses but they must be eaten in different places
1: Oh, we learned about this in watching Top Chef. Yeah, I'm gonna look that a up. A progressive meal or something? Like a progressive
0: like that. Never meal. That. A progressive man. I'm gonna look that up right now.
1: Okay. But you
2: have to you have to move around to eat in different places. I hate that. I get it. I get it. I uh, you
1: know, people've gotta you've gotta come up with their anyway. Um, I feel
2: for the host who has to seat people and be aware of to what table they're moving at what time.
1: Well, I think it's like different locations even, like uh, different houses. Oh, they like bar hopping. You just go like from a, restaurant to the okay. restaurant. During a progress- around the world Oh, okay. In college, but for food. During
0: a progressive dinner, one person hosts drinks and appetizers at their home, and then the group transitions to someone else's house for the first course, like Super Salad, and then in the main course, they go to someone else's house, et cetera, et cetera, and it's three courses. It seems like
1: a hassle, though, because it's like, if I'm at house number three, am I going to be prepping, or am I going to be hanging out with my friends at house number one and two?
2: Yeah.
0: That's true. What if there's traffic? But this could be thought of that, I guess, because we do it's, it is three different houses, the first house is Nick Cage's, the second house is the son, the third house is the dad's. Yeah, Interesting. that's true. Yeah, so yeah. maybe they intended to do that in the movie, I don't know.
1: All right, I want to pivot us to a scene we've kind of not really talked about yet, but it's at the restaurant Eurydice. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> when he talks to a former sous chef of his, or pasta chef of his, who has made the super fancy like uh infused smokes and deconstructed scallops molecular
2: gastronomy is all it. Yeah. To as. yep the sort of chemical we made a foam out of a scallop kind of stuff that is just I, it's it is an art form right like you're doing something uh you're doing something and you care about it and you're being creative and that's great but it is often scoffed at as like is this the most satisfying or interesting or do you really like doing this or are you trying to one-up people
1: yeah and it's pretty clear where the movie falls on this like the movie thinks that this is bullshit and that like you know it's real cooking that Mm -hmm. matters and i I found that a little bit annoying because i was like well i think that some people can do really cool things using new techniques and like there's no other you shouldn't be faulting a restaurant for like I don't know just a different thing i agree there can be as
2: much pretension in holding on to the old ways and regarding those as the only ways as there can be in but i think the movie at least i agree with you that is the tone and i think they do do some of that uh at least he says to the guy like you your dream was to open up like a, a english pub yeah like you you told me that was your dream like why are you bringing me a globe filled with smoke and so it's he makes it about that the guy is actually not seems to not be doing what he wants to do. He's trying to please other people. Yeah. But I agree. They are going like, look how dumb this is.
0: Another instance of his uh, photographic memory where he remembers this one guy he fired who worked for him for six months, like years and years and years ago. And what he said to him at that moment when he fired him.
2: This is a food thing I'll call out is like, I, I forget what the guy says. He's like, Oh, I worked in this for you. He's like, no, you're a prep cook. I fired you. Cause you always overcooked the pasta. And I was like, it, like a nice restaurant you're not pre-cooking pasta probably ever unless you gotta like no i don't think you ever would and that was just a thing where i was like why is a prep he was a prep cook and he's overcooking the pasta that should be like cooked on the line to order that's not what are you doing they but... should
0: have said rice because i feel like rice is something you would make a lot of ahead yeah. of time sometimes yes like, i imagine
2: yeah you gotta cook that it takes like 45 minutes
0: yeah Oh,
2: Sorry, well. I dera- I dera- I derailed you. No, no, I was
1: just looking up because I, I, I was looking at the actor and I was like, oh, he feels so familiar, but I don't know what I recommend. They picked bro. a weird Sharp guy.
2: teeth. Yeah, it's... sharp teeth, man. I think it's a choice again. I think they said girls go crazy about a sharp, sharp. tooth, man. <laughs> <laughs> has...
1: His name he is uh, like... David Nell.
2: OK, he he does. He... <sighs> like, did they give him sharp teeth for the movie or are those his real teeth?
1: I think those are his real teeth. file them down. Print.
2: I didn't like. It looked like when, kind of like when Bilbo. I don't want to be mean to this man. You have lovely teeth. You're a great human. If you listen lovely to this, teeth. I love you. Uh, you're great. You did. It, it was a really Except compelling scene. Except you look scene, like
1: when Bilbo turns evil, and
2: it looked like when Bilbo puts. They try to take the ring away, and he goes, <sighs> and the teeth come out a little bit. After
0: all, why shouldn't I have the ring? Exactly. I I think his his whole um, demeanor and his way choices when he he played that part were like very not on. Not to the tone of the rest of the film, like he kind of—it
1: was a very comedic scene.
0: Yeah, it was very mm-hmm. comedic, and he fell apart so quickly when Nick Gage yeah. started talking to him. It was a
2: good performance. Like I was like, "Holy shit, this guy has been cut to the quick, and he is like breaking in front of us."
1: I, I think I I I, I like the scene. I thought the acting was great. I thought it was well written. I think it's just that, like in the context of like, let's tear down this guy who has a fancy restaurant in front of her. Let's humiliate him. Like it felt mm-hmm. like a little mean spirited. Um, I think
2: I think grief makes people do that.
1: But like I think it's from on purpose. the movie's perspective, not from Nick Cage's character's perspective. Like I it see. just, it felt. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I watch, watched a lot of Top Chef recently, and I've been like rooting for these people that are doing crazy molecular gastronomy <laughs> <laughs> things. I'm just like, he's just cooking fancy food. Some people want it, you right? Know? But I don't uh,
0: know. I
2: think well, another another thing maybe to point out is like food culture does have this thing about being the biggest asshole you can be, and that being good. It's like the whiplash thing. Yes. With, yeah. like, your Gordon Ramseys and your Marco Pierre Whites. And, like, there is this thing of, like, eviscerating people with words. And, like, you know, it's usually just, like, belligerent screaming. I, I hate it. I don't think it's good. I've worked with people who, like, have done, st- like, straight up, like, screaming abusive things at people. Like, I should have, I one of my only regrets, I should have walked off the line when I saw this happen at once. Like, the culture does, like, reward that kind of shit still. Uh, you see it on TV. You see it, like, it. If you go watch the UK version of Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares, he's like tries to help the people and he's like educating them. And a lot of the time they are donkeys and they are doing it wrong and like they do need to be corrected. But you watch the America one, he's just like screaming and like it's edited like chaos and anger. And it's like, isn't aren't they just making food? Shouldn't this be like yeah. <laughs> I'm more of a like Bourdain kind of like. This is cool. Yeah. I mean, tacos it's a job. It's a
1: workplace. Like people should be treated well in the workplace. That's just like basic decency.
0: And yeah. I, so you're right. He was out of line. But if <laughs> he you, shouldn't have done that. If you think in that scene, though, like if, you could assume that's the voice of the writer, or the director, or whatever. It's Cage's voice, right? Yeah, that's, voice, that's right? the issue I had. It's not
1: that his character did it. It's but
0: don't that, assume that. And then all of a sudden, it's a different story about Cage being angry at somebody who has something, and tearing right. them down because he's so full of grief. Because he lost, he's probably everything. jealous. Yeah, He could be jealous. I, I,
1: I really, I really think it was the perspective of the movie because of the way that they had the the waiter come out and just be like, "And this is our da 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 da, and this is our da da da," and you're supposed to be like, "Wow, that sounds pretentious and dumb. I don't <laughs> yeah. like that." Let's see this Look. guy
2: get beat up.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, you're right because the guy they picked to play it, the way he played it, you're obviously right. I think like there's another way of looking at it just where, like, because he does say throughout the film like you only get a few things to love in the world, and he's like he lost what he loved. And the pig was something he loved, his wife was obviously someone he loved. So like he's he's trying he, to help he's him. taking his baggage and dumping on this person. Like you should just be doing what you love, you shouldn't be uh faking right. it.
2: It is ultimately he's I don't want to call it empathetic, but his tact isn't like you're a piece of shit. It's like it's like you're better than this. Why are you being a piece of shit? You know like you're you know, you should open that English pub you want to do. Why aren't you doing what you love? Like it's it's kind of trying to help him in that way, but with yeah. a a tone and a
0: I don't know. And he's like, these people don't know you because they haven't met you yet because you're not talking to them through your food is what he says, something along those lines. Yeah, which is a little pretentious. Yeah,
1: it's not not a bad scene. It's a good scene. And I, I just think there's that one bit that runs me the wrong way. Here's an interesting question. For uh, anyone who has a uh, classical background, what do you guys make of the title of the restaurant being Eurydice?
0: Why don't you just go ahead and answer your own question? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe?
1: Well, I actually don't know. I, I was, I so I know the story. So the story of uh, Orpheus and Eurydice is that he goes to rescue Eurydice from hell, and they say, okay, you can, you guys can both leave together, but she's going to walk behind you, and you can't look back. And if you look oh, back, yeah. she's going to get dragged back to hell. And of course, he looks back, and then he loses her forever, right?
2: that's i wish i had known that that's like cut and dry that's
1: great so explain it to us enlighten I, us because I, 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 I don't
2: get it either
1: I totally oh, i
2: don't know that i can draw like a one-to-one link but in my like grief theory about like trying to like leave someone behind or and like not wanting to do that right like it sounds like in that story the person knows in their heart of hearts like what i should do is keep looking forwards and not look back but i can't stop myself from like being consumed by that like he's trying not to mm, think yeah. about the person be concerned for the person even though like it would benefit both of them if he would just fucking keep walking straight and not turn his head around uh i don't know i, I i'm probably not mapping it like one to one with the story makes but it's a lot of sense you could yeah. even
0: think of it you could think of it with the wife you could think of it with the pig
2: right yeah and i think that's the both of them it's about you know loss i i think i hope <laughs> I would love to find out if there is like a great like a a thing around which they built this movie, and they had a very clear idea of like ah. what everything meant. I don't I don't oh. know that it's that deep or has to be, but
0: I would be, I'd be curious. I would love if they showed a picture of his wife, and his wife was just like a really fat, short redhead, who like the pig like was like, like you like, say <laughs> the
2: pig resembled the wife,
0: yeah, like an analog of the like looks wise.
2: I think that's a different movie.
0: No, that would be that's like a, that would be great. But uh, like you know, still a pretty woman. Just like you know, <laughs> that poor, this poor looks scene. like
1: a pig. His his wife is his wife is uh, uh Miss oh, Piggy. Piggy. Yeah, let's not
0: let not
2: get down let's not get down on pig looking women. Miss Piggy is a sex icon uh
0: for yeah. all time. You they know they do a flashback like hey yeah <laughs> oh hi honey <laughs> I made your baggage. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Who's this green guy you've been seeing?
0: Oh, don't worry about Kermie. <laughs> anyway. so That's what really so yeah. happened.
1: What did you guys make? I feel like we've, we've covered a lot of big stuff. What did you guys make of uh, the ending that the pig is dead?
0: Ah.
2: Uh, uh, so the only problem I had with it was my gut reaction was the man is lying. Uh mm. The father who orchestrated the pig theft is the one who then tells him the junkies accidentally killed the pig. I'm sorry, that's probably pejorative. I, they might say that at some point. He has these two, like, uh, I don't know. How, how would you describe them?
0: Yeah, he, call, <laughs> he calls them junkies. He says those guys. Okay, that's, junkies.
2: that's why I think I'm pulling it. I don't want to be like, uh, you
0: know. I
1: think we can say junkies. Yeah, this I
0: think junkies is their actual name on the, uh, the cast list. <laughs> junkie one is <and> junkie two. <laughs> So. Well,
2: yeah, so he has these two like unsavory types in, in the film, uh, and then he just says they killed the pig, and it appears that Nick Cage believes this 100%. There's no question about this, and then he doesn't attempt to follow up, and yeah, I, I don't. I didn't see any piece of evidence that was so clear that would be like he knows for a fact that this guy isn't lying to him.
0: So I thought there's a lot of not things that don't make sense in this whole scene, uh, and I, this was one of the, the problems I have in the movie. Because just generally they do leave a lot out there for you to infer and they don't kind of like explicitly explain things. So one thing is, okay, so this guy, uh, Amir, he knows about Nick Cage and he starts talking about Nick Cage. Uh, Did he just talk about Nick Cage in the the mushroom grower's circle and those junkies heard about the pig? No, no, um,
1: Darius was absolutely behind it. Okay,
0: so then that makes even less sense because... He already says to Nick Cage, hey, I will leave $25,000 at your house for this pig. So he obviously has the money to hire much more capable uh, pig thieves. And he's obviously willing to pay that money. uh, But for some reason, he, you know, hires these two, you know, like it just doesn't make a lot of sense, the whole situation. And the fact that, you know, the the pig dies in in the whole process is, is like. Yeah, he didn't what do a very do good
1: job of stealing the pig.
0: Yeah. And then he seems so competent to make him like so bad at doing like basic and, and crime. Also like,
1: There's a lot of people along the way that like lead him to where the pig is. Like nobody else knew the pig was dead and could just be like, hey, man, the pig's dead.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And go home. And like that truffle pig is still going to have to go out to the woods at some point to look for truffles, mm-hmm. right? So like I just, my, my instinct would be like, hey, uh, you know, aren't they going to have to come to the, I don't know, come to the woods and I other, think it's
1: a, there's a, there's a lot of woods, Chris,
0: but like, aren't there only so many places where truffles grow? Like wouldn't, I don't
2: know. One thing is Nick Cage does drop the bomb at some point. You don't even right. need the pig. You can just yeah. tell based on the trees where the troubles are. He just, are. He the just loves the pig. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which which who does is... also shoot another round into the logic of the movie where it's like, they don't, that's not common knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> Like the guy needs to steal a pig. That's the only way he can get truffles at this price point or whatever. Just like the Just Look at the, the trees. S- Hire an arborist.
0: It's weird. It's really weird. And like, like, okay, that's one good shuffle pig, but maybe I would understand, okay, if this guy didn't like Nick Cage's character for some reason and he was like, oh, he really wants to fuck him over. That makes I think sense. he really wants
1: to fuck his son over. He really wants to F his son over.
0: Oh yeah. now that makes a lot more sense. Okay. Yeah,
1: that that seems very clear is that he wants he says that his son is competing with his business. He doesn't think he's good enough to be in the business. And so he's like, I'm gonna take your one source. So,
2: oh yeah. Maybe okay. he wanted them to kill the pig.
1: Oh, oh that makes so much sense. Maybe more he was sense. like, just
2: take this pig out of the thing show my son what's up just go kill this pig
0: it had nothing to do with the cage it was all about him and his fucking son it could be yeah
1: yeah i i think this movie in general could have benefited from a few more lines that just like explicitly laid out plot points i know that that's like lame but exposition's
2: tricky like it could become a problem but i agree there's certain things where you want for uh like to know for sure what what is happening
0: yeah the people they put in there to do the exposition didn't really have many lines like the people you'd expect hmm. like you expect the kid would do a lot of exposition
1: but he didn't know anything
0: yeah well the newcomer is the one who does the exposition because the newcomer gets dragged in it's like hey what the hell's going on here oh you
1: mean yeah he yeah asks and
0: then you explain right. oh this is what's going on and that's how you get the exposition and they also
1: nick cage's character was very strong silent type so like he was just like he was just like i'm not telling you anything yeah and then, like he eventually does tell him like one or two things but yeah, There's
2: definitely like a reading where Amir is the main character
1: for sure. Yeah,
2: because he's the one who's kind of brought into. Uh, it's weird, though, because it's not really an unfamiliar world to either of them. They're both like in the restaurant scene or whatever. But I think the old Amir is brought into that new strange world, like the under literally the underground. He sees the fight clubs, he sees the back alley deals. You know, he learns all this. I, I will... he's out of his element for a lot of it. And Cage feels like he's back in his element.
0: I would have loved to see a version of this movie where Amir uh, just does a homage to the scene that we just watched from uh, Bring Out the Dead and, you know, pulls the plug on his mom at the end of this movie. And that's <laughs> oh. that's how it ends, you know, because the, the dad is not letting the mom die. She's on like life support, just kind of like in a coma for like 10 years.
1: And I guess I guess there's no satisfying conclusions to really many of most of the plots of this movie. Like, I think that's like, uh, the, I still, I was pissed the pig was dead. I would have liked the pig to still be alive and have it reunite. I like the pig. I thought the pig was cute. I thought they had a nice little friendship.
0: Yeah.
2: Like the pig was going to die at some point. Like, I think there is a kind of thing about it. (laughs) Well, like, like, I mean,
1: like over the course of like, of time. Yeah. Let's say, let's
2: say he got it back. Like I, I, the inevitability of death, right? Like, I I think when I, I saw it happen, I first went like, really but that's why I went like, they're lying. Like I did like bartering. Maybe it's like a stages of a brief thing where you go like, the pig's dead. This can't be, this can't be how the movie ends. It, there must be something wrong. He must be lying. There must be a post-credit scene where we find out and you like negotiate. And then it's like, he's already just accepted it. He's just sitting on the bed, listening to him. Hey, yeah. like, uh, so in that way, I was like, yeah, like the things you love are all gonna die. Like that was kind of the way I took the end of like Grief does not suddenly decide to let up as a as a thing. Like you you grow around it and you change, and now you're able to listen to the tape of your dead wife that before you couldn't. But like
0: when he cried when he found out the pig died, he was really crying about his wife. Probably
2: mm. yeah, just loss in general. These yeah. things you love they go away, and it, so when they when it was like he's it's really dead, I was like yeah, well it, that is what happens to everything.
0: And i sorry think, to be heavy. <laughs> I think in in a way when he prepared all the me- never mind I got nothing
1: <laughs> all right I did think get- go ahead
2: sorry I, well, I was I'm gonna good. say I'm, gl- I'm glad they didn't have him eat the pig that was a thing I thought was gonna happen was yeah. someone was gonna serve him a pork chop and that would have been the pig and the- they didn't do
0: it yeah that would be
1: really dark well, I would not have that would have that would have taken this movie down or like if he poisoned dodges. the
0: three of them they all ate it together and they all just died at the end in that meal that the bottle was full of poison wine and that's why he saved it in the mausoleum <laughs> it's like finally gonna join my wife
1: it could have gone a lot of different, very dark yeah. ways. That's for sure.
0: It just kept threatening to do it and never, never crossed that mm-hmm. line. It always tried to go to a heartwarming place, which was interesting and you know, yep. didn't see it coming.
1: Guys, let's uh, let's wrap up this f- final thoughts on the movie before we uh, go ahead and rank it.
2: Uh, my big takeaway, I love that a movie like this was made. Uh, it's different. I, it's not Agreed. a Marvel superhero movie. It's like very slow paced. Uh, it let Nick Cage do a thing he doesn't get to do often act no i'm just kidding but like play this like slow like not not really an action movie there were certain pieces but i just i came out being like oh good a different kind of movie and i did like it uh i'm glad that it was weird i liked that there's the weird scene with the sharp tooth man that felt totally jarring like i liked that it was all different it felt like a person made it who cared about it when so many movies now are just like they're remaking scrabble they're gonna make a scrabble movie i'm glad it wasn't the scrabble movie
1: i i, I do love this like <laughs> Low budget weird movie phase that he seems to be going through. Mm. Big fan of that. Yeah, we we really liked *Willy Wonderland* last week in our last good. episode. Went so down smooth. Away. Yeah,
0: uh, I'm gonna uh, say this movie has grown on me. It's it's stuck with me after I watched it. I I think I might actually go back and watch it again one day and see how I feel. I think you could tell that they didn't have reshoots because. There's some of those scenes where after they edited it, they must have been like, yeah, like we could have got a better take or we could have said more or done something. So I think some of those decisions weren't deliberate. But, you know, at the end of the day, I I am still thinking about this movie and I and I it was not a bad film. And uh, yeah, so
1: yeah. I, I think I saw So I saw um, the Green Knight relatively shortly after this. And I think that there's some thematic overlaps, certainly like the vibe. I, did, Will, did you end up seeing that yet?
2: I haven't yet, but I'm going to okay. very soon. And I've so I feel like phase.
1: that one kind of overshadows it in my brain, like because it's so much bigger and more dramatic and a lot. I don't know. And so I'm like kind of losing a little bit of the pig <laughs> Uh brain refresh thing that chris is having having anyway let's uh let's break it let's see where it ends up all right
0: uh... (laughs) love that will the creator of all of our sound cues that's his voice that was me Uh, he's a talented talented person
2: it was me all along.
0: It could be your podcast if you want to hire him. He's
2: is that no. Sorry. No one can see this. Is that rabbit graphic from a movie or did you make that?
1: Neither. I just googled like it's a meme. Nick Cage. And oh, Cage. Okay. it was a this, meme or some shit. There's, there's a... like
2: a horrific rabbit with Nick Cage's face grafted onto it next to the ranking chart.
0: <laughs> that movie needs to be made.
1: That Whatever that is
0: has to be made. Make him It's a... like
1: Watership Down. It's but like... then Nick Cage is yeah. a rabbit Cage, shows
0: up. Watership Down. Oh, God.
1: Uh. All right, so let's let's do this, guys. We got our little grid. We're gonna rank it out of ten. Uh, what would you guys give the cast of this movie out of ten? Like, how excited are you to see the people who are in this movie, slash well cast, whatever? Um, <sighs> Will take us away. Is, it,
2: is this out of ten? Yes. Like overall, I think uh, I think everybody did a good job. I don't know that overall, I'm like uh, a well, lot this of this isn't
1: their acting. This is sort of just who they are.
2: Oh right. like okay so like if i were like a casting director how would i evaluate the talent
1: yeah or or sort of like like think of um like a movie like uh where where you're like oh my god it's that guy it's that guy john goodman's in this oh my god you know or like how
0: excited were you
1: by like by the people that yeah
2: well, while watching it, I really wasn't. I will say, I was excited afterwards to hear that uh, Amir was the kid from Hereditary, which I loved. I didn't realize it was him. I think he was like, uh, you know, just cresting puberty at the time of that movie or something, so he like looks a little different now. But uh, uh, I'll give it like, I guess like a five. I don't know. I don't think the cast was uh, yeah, necessary for one. for the movie. It's I think it's more about direction and in, in the script and stuff than the. But I thought the performances were all good. But yeah. uh, you know, if like John C. Riley popped up, it would have been like, "Oh
0: shit!" But
2: <laughs> that didn't happen. It's very small cast. It's like four yeah. people.
0: Yeah, I'm with I'm with Will. I'll go with the five on this one. It, it's like there wasn't anybody I, like I knew, but uh, I, I didn't think that anybody was terribly cast.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna go right down the middle too. This is this is always a tricky one. You know, we've made our bet- metric bed, and this is what we've got. lying <laughs> <Well, we're living. laughs> right, yeah. in it. Acting out of ten.
2: I'm gonna go high on this. I think like this is one of the more watchable, even though the character is unsavory, it's one of the more watchable cage uh performances. Like I kind of believe that he was like a curmudgeon old asshole. Mm-hmm. And that monologue he gives in the middle, like he deserves cred for I, that. I
1: have to sorry, uh, this is everyone but Nicholas Cage. Yeah, we, oh, have,
0: shit. we have a bizarre metric here. This is like <laughs> I, really what is weird. Done, we're
1: like episode what is thirty-six. Done done. We it's okay. It.
0: I
2: like that it's specific. So everybody else is acting. Yes. I'll go. I'm. I'm gonna give them like a six. I think because again, like they don't have a lot to do besides sharp tooth man. Yeah. I, am I being unfair? I feel no. I can, don't think so. Can I bump I mean, it up I, to seven? I think they all did a really good job. No, nobody took me out of the movie. Like they're all convincing to me.
1: Yeah, I'm and like, honestly, maybe Edgar. that's that's like not even something you can take for granted in this podcast. There's yeah. oftentimes very, very bad acting. So.
2: Right. Right. We got to think about the cage movies.
0: I'm going to give it an eight. Cause uh, I, I laughed out loud in that moment in the restaurant. It was a very good comedic scene. Other people in the theater were laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the kid, I think he had some points where we're like, okay, whatever they were. All right. I think he but-
1: got better for me as the movie went on. Yeah. Like when he was the asshole, he wasn't super believable for me.
0: Right. He suddenly turned for no reason too in that apartment and started talking about his mom and dad and it was Hmm. weird, but like, I thought it was, I thought everyone made me feel things.
1: We never talked about that weird monologue where he started talking about like how like, oh, a tidal wave is going to come and kill us all.
0: Oh my God.
2: Yeah. Another great, another great monologue
1: out of out of the blue <laughs> that was a great
0: moment in the movie i
2: forgot the question he asked him is too it's some like something completely thing. unrelated <laughs> it's well, it, like one of these days
0: it, it was not <laughs> even it wash was, it all away it was like he was talking about his mom and his dad and then it, i think it just kind of spoke to his general philosophy about like you just have to do what you love because this is all just going to disappear soon anyway so right you know, you're going to lose it all yeah
1: uh, I'm gonna give it a seven. I wasn't totally sold on the kid, but then as the movie went on, I thought he was good. Um, fun out of ten, how fun was this movie to watch?
2: Like, I don't think it's supposed to be a fun movie, mm-hmm. so I like. I feel like I have to rate it low. Like, uh, there's a couple. The fun is almost like that scene. That scene where he starts ch- chewing into the guy was fun because you start going like, what are they doing? Like, where is this movie going to go? Like, the camera's been on him for eight minutes as he, like, dissects this guy's whole life. That, Like, that, I would say, was a fun moment. But overall, it's not very fun. Four?
0: Yeah, man. I our, liked it. Our categories are not suited for this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. But
0: it's like, man, it's not a very fun movie. I'm going to give it a five right down the middle. I'm going
1: to give it a higher score. I think I might actually give it like a full seven because I did enjoy watching it. I love, I mean, for me, it's fun to watch a bunch of scenes of a pig living in a cabin and hunting truffles. Uh, I'm going to go up to a six
0: because of the food scenes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, The food like that, like maybe that, that is fun for me. I, I, uh, I didn't find it and I didn't find anything about this movie like unpleasant to watch like the fight club scene. That's like kind of fun. That's kind of I don't know. Yeah, was... I might actually give it an eight. I I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I I, that wasn't my issue with the movie was that it was not that it wasn't fun. I enjoyed watching it and I was just like, cool, a lot of mm. moments.
0: I'm going All up right. to the seven. Fuck it. Oh, wow. well, I'm
1: and t- I'm taking you will with you, me. Will you stay uh, I four?
2: If you want to relabel the category enjoyment, I will give it a Ooh, nine fair, or okay. a ten. But if it stays as fun. Like, I didn't. I don't I think, think I was. I think
1: it's a ha- subjective, subjective interpretation. Uh, but I'll, I'll,
2: uh, I'll leave it nope, where it is because I, th- nope. I think the thing is that. Sorry, go ahead.
1: I was gonna say we're not gonna pressure you. Your choice is valid.
2: Okay, because my thing is this: this was designed to rank Nick Cage movies, where usually a thing you have to weigh is yes, it's like crazy and shoddy, but boy, did I enjoy! Like, did I have fun as it was happening? Yeah. Uh, and in that sense, I'm like, this doesn't get points for that. I wasn't like I wasn't I didn't like the movie because it distracted me with fun things.
0: This is even out of the realm of a movie like uh, uh, adaptation, because even that movie, which is supposed to be like one of his best movies, it's still really there's a lot of fun stuff going on. And like like you said, most of his movies are like they are a ride. There's parts of right. it. And this is not this is out of this is way outside this, of like what he normally does.
1: I think this is like a lazy river.
0: Yeah. Yes. You're never yeah. on a lazy river ride with with. with yeah,
1: it, like think it's of very like, scenic lazy river.
0: Uh, one of the least fun movies. Um, uh, uh leaving Las Vegas is even a ride itself because it's so crazy what's happening the whole you know. But it's still one of his best movies, right? So, so yeah, it's it's hard to categorize this one with everything else because it feels so out of character for him. Yeah, mm.
1: and that makes sense. That's what that's what'll happen. Yeah. You know, we built it for a certain type of movie all right next up we got technical this is sets costuming editing scenery pig wrangling etc
2: i think i'll go like i'll give it like a nine i guess i don't like nothing seemed off nothing to me stood out as off everything seemed believable even the like underground fight club i was like oh this is a cool place like it didn't make sense but I don't know. I believe every, everything that the movie tried to get me to believe was totally believable. So from a, that perspective, I'll give it a nine. I just wasn't wowed by anything. That's why I'm holding back the 10.
0: I liked the, the long shots in the woods and the, you know, the sound, like you were saying, the sound design is really nice uh, and the, the, the food making scenes. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to give it a seven.
1: I'm going to give it an eight. I agree. I'm similar to Will. I think it was pretty... Stant solid nothing took me out of it and uh, i did enjoy a lot of the cinematography was there ever a digital pig i don't think so i think it was a real pig they had like no budget for this movie
2: yeah there was one shot where i was like that might be a digital pig but if it is i didn't like i i like thought to myself is that a digital pig i never made a judgment uh... about whether or not it was digital bacon (laughs)
1: digital bacon digital
2: ham we're lucky they didn't cook that pig that really could have
0: happened in this yeah movie. that would have
1: been they that i think they knew that that would have tanked the movie data pork chops what what overall uh will did you did you like how much overall did you like this movie out of 10
2: i i mean i really liked it uh it's hard i kind of in in terms of like cage movies because that's again we're ranking a cage like i think it's a nine amongst cages yeah. What would be but what would be a 10? This might be a 10. Like I haven't seen Mandy yet, but everyone is like that
0: is. Listen, a lot I mean, of worse movies have gotten 10s. So you however I yeah, it a 10 do. then. I'll give it a 10 then. Yeah. Our Full guests are,
1: uh, are are very so far I've only, I think we've only had one 10 from me and Chris which was Willy's Wonderland last week.
2: <laughs> for for over... Okay, <laughs> for if, like if Willy's Wonderland is a 10, this is a fucking 10. I haven't yes. seen it,
1: but
0: I watched a breakdown of it and
1: It's it's a perfect movie. It's just it's just it does what it says in the box and it does it well. I wish
0: I had watched that at the peak of the pandemic because it would have just got me through so easy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Chris, what are you ranking it? Uh,
0: It's going to be up there for me. I know I I, I, when I came out of theater, I was like, ah, I don't like this movie. But the more I think about it, the more I sat with it, I'm kind of like, oh, you know, like there's a lot of good stuff here. And I do appreciate, like you said, that a movie like this got made and that uh, Nick Cage is in it um and he's doing something that he doesn't usually do that i mean maybe he's tried to do and failed in other films and like we're seeing it done more successfully here so
1: i'm gonna give it an eight i'm also gonna give it an eight i definitely had my issues with it um but it was mainly mainly just like for being overhyped
0: hmm.
1: um all right bonus points you get plus or minus one depending on uh anything you think should be celebrated or uh chastised whoever has one first
2: i I'm mean really... the only... go, go ahead,
1: ahead. <laughs> all right i'm gonna add a bonus point because he fucking trained a pig to make this movie
0: yeah that's pretty good uh I, like
2: i want to give it a bonus point for just being a good movie because again i think that like a lot of things that you end up ranking for this and again you've done the hard work i haven't so stop me if this is out of line but like yeah so many of them bad. yeah so many of them have to just be like You had to build, as we went through, you were like, oh, well, this criterion kind of doesn't work for this and this one doesn't work for this. I think it's because this is like a real movie (laughs) and like a lot of his movies are like for profit. Like, uh, you know, he needed to pay off a castle in a a dinosaur skull or something, so he made it. So in that, this was like an artistic film he was in that people cared about and wanted to make. Uh, I think it deserves a bonus point for that.
0: Uh, I am going to give this a bonus point for the fact that it's a first time director and I really appreciated mm. all the stuff they did, these low budget tricks that didn't really sell out the film at all. Like when the pig got abducted, um, you know, they, they used the shaky camera and the, the kind of perspective of, of, you know, Nick cage to make it really obscured that the pig was being done. Cause they couldn't afford to do that stunt. Like, you know, with right. the pig and stuff like that. And, you know, they kind of like did things like that, but it didn't take me out of it. Um, It didn't take me out of it that they didn't um, have, uh, you know, some things you'd expect out of a higher budget movie. Uh, I think it didn't take away from it. So, bonus point.
1: All right. So, we've got 109 points for this movie. Let's see where that ranks on our thing. I can't see it. It's behind. Oh, it
0: means we have a tie. Whoa.
1: All right. Go back. Go back. Don't think too hard about it. All right. One of us, whoever thinks at first, add or take away plus 0.5 or something.
2: Ah, oh, shit. Oh, to break the tie? Yeah. Whoever gets there first. Take away?
1: Or add. add or add? take away. Add. Yeah, oh.
2: Boy. Uh, let me... I feel bad about the fun. Do oh, I good. feel bad about the fun? Well, it can
1: know. be a bonus point. It doesn't need to be a... It doesn't need to be a specific item. You can oh, just,
2: okay, okay. If you want to change your fun score, go ahead. Uh, plus... Plus five for, like, the part where they got people to be like, dude, this movie's crazy. It's John Wick with a... pit." Like... <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't have to i don't know i feel like they they became a little bit of a viral or like a meme thing
1: yeah
2: uh so for like social media cred that's a good marketing thing to be able to achieve whether it was intentional or not
1: so so we're up to 109.5 do we still have a tie chris i
0: wonder no it be
2: tied with another movie
0: pig is coming in at number 10 right after kick ass wow. and right above it could happen to you
1: Okay, I'm still mad that Kick-Ass is ranked so high. That
0: is Jeremy's fault. Jeremy uh, was the guest that day, and man, oh man, did he... <laughs> okay, turns. wait, I want to go back. <laughs> I want to
1: add some additional points so that it beats Kick-Ass, because I just I, I think that as the host, this is my prerogative. We're
0: very um, objective with our scoring, and this is a scientific process. Take, well,
1: take fun up to nine for me, and take acting up to eight for me. Damn! Because... Um, I don't want to be less than Kickass. This is a much better movie than. Will, do you ass. want
0: to change your fun score? Or do you stick by your fun score?
2: No, no, i will le—I'll let sleeping dogs lie. He but has. Standards. I will say, you should at some point uh, crunch the numbers removing the guest
0: from the equation. We have, and- We
1: did that a little while ago. Yeah. It and, doesn't uh, change
0: it too much, but it does take Kick-Ass away the fuck down. Yeah.
1: We did that, <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. after like episode fifteen, and it was uh well we the the main thing that changed was that uh the Rock was much lower ranked because I our see. guest, Connor Allen, gave well, like now, tens for everything. Oh, of course. I this feel is, like I've
2: seen him walk around with that movie. It is, this
0: is going to six, oh, gonna put it up to number six, Meg.
1: That's going to put it up to number six? No, it's oh,
0: actually, no, it, it's it's still at number 10. Still
1: less than kick-ass?
0: Still less than kick-ass. More ass. points.
1: It needs more points. Take <laughs> us back. All right. Give it some <laughs> more points, guys. Uh, I'm going to give it another bonus point oh my um, God. <laughs> for beautiful scenery.
0: Okay, let's see where we're at now.
2: What is Dominion still, uh, still- voting machines in charge of this election?
0: There must be a big old jump between Kick-Ass and, and, and Pig here. Oh, man. Kick-Ass must be like 120 or something. Oh, let's just add 10 and see where that puts us.
1: I'm looking at the numbers okay, on my now, side.
0: Now it's tied for number five. That's too high. That's too high.
1: Too high. Too far. Too far. We fudged the numbers You should also... Far.
0: You should let
2: yourselves like revise this or keep a keep a side track of like you guys actually doing it manually because we need
1: we need um two point five more points, Chris. That's what we need. To damn,
0: get damn. I feel bad about this now, Meg. I feel th- uh, I this is right. feel dirty. There's a lot of number fudging. I, I feel would say dirty. If
2: anything change kick ass don't change don't artificially inflate i agree deliberately deflate the other one because now you're gonna have to beat this every time like when you find something you like me down
1: take it down to seven on acting eight on fun and one on uh it's
2: cageflation
0: yeah you're inflating the cage yeah Uh,
1: all right so it remains at Number 10 between Kick-Ass and It Could Happen to You. And I'm still bitter about this. We actually, Kick-Ass actually beat Face-Off the first time we did it. And then the next episode, we were so pissed off about it that we changed it. It was like, this is insane.
0: Because that's you should do, go through, do a
2: manual ranking. with No numbers associated. And you guys just go in order and go, this is better than this is better than this.
0: Jeremy went down the line and he gave it all 10s. It was the perfect film for him. <laughs>
2: Alternatively, do like that ranking tier thing that all the YouTubers do, you know, where the S tier uh all the, the tiers go down and they go like, what's the best, uh, you know? Yeah, I think we should do that drink. for
1: maybe for uh, later on. Maybe when we when we feel like we're about ready to wrap, wrap up this podcast.
0: All, all right.
1: right, Chris, take us to an. Time section. for the Let's... Cage
0: Gauge. The two-axis plot of Cage's craziness in the film versus acting ability. This is going to be a weird one for sure. I'm guessing upper left quadrant, which is the less crazy good acting quadrant, but what do you got on his craziness? Will, out of 10.
2: This is one one out of 10? One out of 10. Uh, uh, it's hard because what I, would, what I would be ranking as crazy is like probably actually depictive of mental health issues in this yeah. film. That he's like, he's covered in shit and he's being mean to people and he's like yelling in restaurants. Right, like, to clarify,
0: it's not him playing a mental character. It's him doing his trademark Nick Cage wacky shit.
2: So in that way, it's like a zero like maybe a 1. There's like a couple moments where I think it shines through and he does cage but for the rest of it he's pretty subdued I think.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah, so a 1 or a 0.
2: Yeah. yeah, out of 10, give him a I maybe a 2. There's probably a couple more moments than I remember.
0: I remember he kicks the car, but that's yeah, yeah that's kind of legitimate ki- almost.
2: Also, when he took like the second pastry, he like swapped it out for like another one in the basket. Yeah, the- she like gives him the Pop Tart and then he like puts it back and takes another. And I was like, why'd you fucking do that? This is a great long shot you just did. And then you had to do some weird choice. Fuck you. And,
0: and then it was just for them to snack on in the car. It wasn't even.
2: Yeah. <laughs> wasn't part of the meal.
0: Uh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a, a two as well. I, I'm going to give gonna him gi- one. Honestly. I'm going to give
1: him a three because I think the character is more complex than like the guy from National Treasure or something like that. Mm. All mm. right acting
0: take it
2: away will i i liked what he did in this uh I'll, I'll give him a 10 screw it like as far as nick cage i think this is nick cage acting this is like he did the best he can do and that's not that sounds bad but like i think he tried i think he cared about it i think he made choices
0: yeah i tend to agree It's got to be a high one because uh he was very believable i didn't see nick cage i was definitely like he did disappear into the role He like physically he wasn't like, uh, I'm watching Nick Cage in a costume perform here. I'm, I'm, You know, I was watching, you know, he sold me. I'm going to give it a nine.
1: I'm going to give it a ten as well. I didn't oh. have any problems acting. That, that was great. This right. ratio
2: might be like the, the strongest. I don't know what you have in other films. This is the really highest po- polarizing acting. Polarizing
0: numbers. Yeah, this is going to be in a weird place. So looking at the Cage Gage, it is way up in the top left of the blue quadrant, which is the good acting, <laughs> less crazy, crazy quadrant. We thought it would be in. And how does that compare to some other films? It's it's right next to adaptation, which is where it well, should there you be. you wow. It's where it should be. Uh, it's 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 with a lot of you know you got um, Raising Arizona, you got Lord of War, uh, in this quadrant. Inexplicably, you also have closer to the center. You got Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, you've got. Uh, this...
1: I feel like the center is its own thing. Yeah. Like the center. The that's center like, is a special place. That should be place. like a circle of uh, a circle of mediocrity.
0: <laughs> yeah, they are the media the, the the center ones are the ones where you're kind of get a mixed bag and the extremes are the ones where you get like in like either really shitty or really great. So like uh, this is this is where it belongs in that top left with the good acting. And then if you look at the less crazy bad acting, that's where the shittiest movies are. You got eight millimeter. You got USS Indianapolis down there. And I think the golden area you want to be in is either the there. We haven't come across one that was extremely bad acting and more crazy yet. We've been in the the upper right quadrant, which is the good acting, more crazy. And those are pretty good. I think movies. we just
1: haven't gone like full zero for crazy, for, for bad acting yet. Yeah.
0: And when we get there, that'll be a special day. <laughs> I think when he's less crazy, though, it goes with bad acting. So the more crazy, I think you actually get some better acting out of him. Mm-hmm. So you never really I think he's nothing. trying. Yeah. Wow. Um, well. This is great. And this will be on the Instagram this- at Managers Comedy. Uh, after yeah. we post the 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 podcast
1: do you guys do you guys have it in you to watch a preview of a movie yeah the, all right.
2: oh this is the one that you mentioned earlier yes Prisoners
1: yeah and, and i, I and
0: we're going to watch it together and then i will cut it out of the uh the broadcast so that
1: all right so we will People won't, be right back
0: we'll be right
1: back and we're back we all just watched the trailer for Prisoners of the Ghostland on our own Wow. What do you guys think? Wow.
2: Holy S. That was
0: great. <laughs> I'm excited. I
1: got to see that shit in theaters. So, so it looks to be, uh, it's like a little uh, sci-fi, uh,
2: like horror, um, like, I don't know, like the aesthetic of some of that stuff was like,
0: like reminiscent of a nineties post apocalyptic film, mm-hmm. like tank girl or giant mnemonic, like a place yeah. that doesn't make any sense in a like a wasteland kind of future uh, with like, or, or, or Mad Max almost. I was going to say, yeah. Kind of like when they have like the guitar guy on
2: the, the cart with the stuff. And it's like, why is all this? Why <laughs> they got like unicycles and they're doing aerobatics and
0: stuff like what? It's, it looks great. They had it's me so when they welcome. showed the bombs on his nuts.
1: By the way, this is, I feel have you guys seen the movie battle Royale. I haven't. No. Do you, do you guys know about the movie battle Royale? So battle mm-hmm. Royale is kind of like the sort of, precursor to the hunger games um
2: and every modern video game like fortnite and apex like all of those are battle royale style where well, it's no, no, like so
1: this is the specific it's, it's um basically it's about these kids that are forced to fight to the death mm-hmm. um and it's like school children are forced to fight to the death and they all wear collars where their collar explodes if they don't kill someone basically mm. if they don't like do what they're told so i feel like that you know i don't know if they invented that device but that's what that I don't
2: about. know but they, everyone uses that term now for like you said like Hunger Games and, and Fortnite it's all called like Battle Royale right, 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 I think right. that's the source
1: yes but I uh, yeah I. Uh, anyway that's that's a good movie you guys should check it out it's a good like Japanese uh, action horror horrors kind of thing um, so yeah so that was kind of uh, I, I, I this we sort of talked about how uh, Pig the promotion the social media promotion of it really sort of dug into like, you know, you're gonna wanna watch this because Nicolas Cage is crazy. You can't wait to see what happens in this movie. Extremely I don't know about you guys if we also have the same trailer cut, but it was very much just like, You guys aren't gonna believe how crazy this gets. It's Mm -hmm. wild. When Nicolas Cage is gonna be totally unhinged. When he
0: says I am radioactive, that was
2: the best. it's like what (laughs) I do I do hope it can deliver like the they were throwing up like uh, what do you get like reviews that were like the most insane thing you've ever seen like your mind will break your eyes will weep like they were selling it hard so i hope it delivers on that promise and it's not just like they showed all the wild stuff in the trailer
0: i imagine it's going to be of the same quality as a sci-fi network original uh <laughs> but with nick cage in it and with some really great moments And I hope when he says I am radioactive, he's meaning it literally. Like I hope he was exposed to radiation, and it's literal. He's made
2: himself a weapon.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: By radiating himself.
1: (gasps) But Um, I do think this is this is an interesting phase that we're getting into where people are marketing movies um, based on Nick Cage's reputation. And I don't. Maybe it's just that we didn't really like. We weren't really around when like Con Air was being marketed or whatever, and like obviously he took he has a different place in our culture. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it, it's a different vibe to me. This like meta vibe. Yeah. It
2: seems like they know what they're doing now. And before right. like Con Air was like, they were trying to make an action movie. Like he was supposed to be Bruce Willis in die hard. Right. And then it, his, it, you know, his uniqueness made it something else. And now I think they go, Oh, his uniqueness. We can use that and make like a different daring, like wild movies. And people will come because he's the star.
0: I think that he is the future of filmmaking. I hope he is because what he represents to me is somebody knows what he can bring to the table and maybe writes a really crazy movie or a specific movie around him. And it's never going to be like uh, something that's like this, like you were saying, another Marvel movie, another remake of some shit like that or whatever. It's like, like, like you know, I, I kind of like this 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 concept of like, maybe that's what movies will become. is more of like, um, yeah, if you're a movie star, it's because of that and not because of, you know, they just picked you like
2: Chris yeah Pratt. I, I i love that the only pitfall i could see is then you end up in a situation where it's like hey i have like let's say i don't know the history of this but let's say someone came up with this story and they were like oh i have this really wild vision and i want to make this movie and then they're like well the only way to get it made is if you put uh, nick cage in the lead and then they're like oh crap i didn't want to do that but now it has to be this like That's you true. know is it is it limiting that the only way to get it made is to put nick cage in it or is it really cool that Nick Cage gets these these movies made with his presence. It's probably both. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I guess. I that's, hope no
2: one's being strong-armed into doing
0: it. I think it's probably both. I think you're right. I think there's some strong-arming going on. I think this production company's on there. It's probably like, hey, I'll give you, you know, I'll help you produce this film, but I'm going to be the main character. I don't know. Right. Well, like take of... something like Mandy. Sorry, go ahead.
1: I was gonna say speaking of strong arming, I'm gonna strong arm strong <laughs> us into finishing this episode before it's two hours long.
0: Every Wait. time yeah. we will, every time we will, two hours. Every it fucking just
1: gets time. So chatty. I'm,
2: I'm medically verbose. <laughs> He's got the condition loquaciousness. I do. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yes. I'll, I'll make my exit then. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wrap this up. All right, Will, so what's uh something going on with you that you want to promote?
2: Oh, nothing. The world's coming back online. Uh, I guess if you wanna, if you're into like craft hobby stuff, I paint Warhammer minis. I do stuff on YouTube. It's at WG, my initials, and then mini, uh, and you can go watch my videos there. But you know, comedy's just starting to starting to spin its wheels. Maybe I'll have some shows in the future.
1: That sounds very. I mean, that sounds very relaxing and nice. Are you gonna be in the uh, Somerville Night Live?
2: Oh, I am. Yeah, if you are in, if you are in the Somerville, Boston area, Somerville Night Live at the Rockwell Theater on a date that I will have for you. September
0: twenty eighth, the Rockwell.
1: No, nope, wrong month, guys. Try again. Uh, August twenty eighth.
0: August twenty eighth at the Rockwell Theater in Somerville, Davis Square. Actually, you should do it. Do the. You, you're better. You need. I need to hear it from you.
2: Somerville, Massachusetts. shooting nah, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> go, go look that up. You, uh, so uh, yeah, Somerville uh,
1: Night yeah. Live. <laughs> So, uh, well, yeah, we'll a, be there. Chris and I will be there. We're we'll gonna, be there to watch that.
0: It's going to be a great if show. If you're Always randomly a
1: fan of ours that we don't know, and you live in Boston, please come talk to us. We would be so shocked. <laughs> also, <laughs> uh,
0: when this comes out, it's going to be Tuesday. Uh, the weekend after this, uh, yes. we did the 48 hour film project. We made a film mm. called orb. It is showing at 6:30 PM at the, uh, regal live cinemas. Uh, and you can downtown find LA. downtown LA um, and you can find tickets for that and information at the LA um, 48 hour film project website. Or if you go on our Instagram or our, we've got uh, a link uh, yeah, in our bio at yeah. managers it's a- comedies on every, pretty much everything.
1: And we're in screening group C screening group us. C
0: 6 30 PM on the Saturday. There's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of really great films that people have made a lot of bad films. You
1: can see a trailer for it and see what, see what you're in for. But it was written by the three of us. We yes. Will helped us write it remotely. Uh, and uh, it was really fun.
0: So, if you thought listening to us for two hours was, we could, we compressed the, the content of two hours of conversation into five minutes.
1: All the That's excitement.
0: True. We did. I think um, we did.
1: So yeah those are two fun things to promote uh we will be back next week we are gonna have three episodes in a row we're gonna do finally do i know i said that i said this like at the end of like the last four episodes i'm like our next episode is the weatherman with kaila and, and this week i swear to god we're finally gonna do we it. just don't want we to just do kept... this
0: fucking movie it was so
1: bad well we just had some we just had some sickness we had some injuries we just had some stuff get in the way My and back. we're gonna do it we're we're gonna we're we're gonna record it next Tuesday and then get it to you out the next week. So, so. August twenty fourth, the weatherman. If you're weather weather a weatherhead, super fan of this movie, <laughs> this is your day. If
0: you love the spritz nip nippers.
1: <laughs> spritz. Anyway, right. Will, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Will, uh, and doing and doing another episode with us. And uh, see you guys all next time.
0: See you later. Thanks for listening to another episode of Unlocking the Cage. A special thanks to our guest today, Will Janetta, for doing all the music cues for the show. Uh, if you want to see any of the visuals from the show, like the cage gauge, or are ranking. Uh, watch our Twitter or Instagram, at Managers Comedy, and those will be showing up in the next few days. Thanks again, and see you next week.